What's up, everybody, in Live Reality Games Podcast World? It is Dom, and I am joined with Matt, not Drew today, but Matt, here to recap Episode 8 of Survivor Grand Rapids Fresh Meat that premiered last week, Wednesday. Matt, how are you doing today? What's up, everybody? I'm sorry to be filling in for Drew. I know they're big shoes to fill, but I'll try my best to perform. Yes, Drew is out sick today. He uh, shot me a message. It's a bummer because... Uh, he really wanted to interview this latest casualty of Survivor Grand Rapids, and he told me that he'll be popping into the comments and asking some questions. Uh, but without further ado, spoilers ahead for last week's episode, we are about to meet our uh, <laughs> our second juror and three-time Survivor Dearborn vet now, Jen. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I wish I wasn't on this podcast, we, but we I'm really happy to be here. here with you. <laughs> yeah, well, you you are the first person that is on this podcast that has played both in Survivor Grand Rapids and both in Dearborn. Uh, before we get into that, um, what have you been up to? Where are you at right now since Survivor Grand Rapids? How's it going? Uh, yeah, life is really good. Uh, it's much different than when I was playing. Um, in September, I moved to England. Um, so I'm currently in London. It's uh, just after 11.30 p.m. Uh, the pub is closing. So if you hear any noise, any ruckus, that's why uh, just the lads out and about on a uh, Wednesday night. It's Wednesday, Thursday. It can't be any louder than some of the breathing from our cameramen. So I'm sure we'll be okay. <laughs> uh, well, so Jen has officially taken us international. I'm sure you have a quite the fan base out on across the Atlantic. There's uh, a whole slew of big art girls over here who have no idea what Survivor was, but now they're into it. All the lads at the pub you show every night. <laughs> it's my one talking point that I have. Yeah, we'll see if any of them pop in tonight into the comment section we'll and see. share their thoughts. But without further ado, we can get right into it. It's, it's great that Matt is here to kind of talk us through your episode right now because Matt actually played on your two seasons it's season one and season four where you were both pre-merge boot i know i was repetitive with that all season um but you came out swinging this season uh matt what was it like i guess overall watching jen kind of blossom into the player that she was in season five yeah, I, I didn't recognize you out there, Jen. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Jen, season one, season four, that was the, uh, we're hanging out. I'll bring a vape. I'll hang out. You know, this is all good fun. <laughs> and then, like, you, like, just transformed into this, like, I'll say, like, a dragon spirit animal of just, like, pounding pressure all the time. Just, like, going to this person, that person, bouncing around. I was like, oh, my gosh, like. Jen, putting on a clinic out here, representing Dearborn Strong. So I'm very proud of you, even though even though you went home too soon. I'm still very proud. Thank so, you. Matt. <laughs> Jen, you actually have a really interesting distinction. You were voted out with a pretty like all three of your seasons. You were voted out in a pretty like split vote in a very crazy. It came down to very tight numbers. Even though in season one you voted yourself out, season two you were blindsided and sent home instead of one of like the Hancocks or something. And then season this season, we came down to a very, very tight vote where you guys were trying to flush two idols and get out Tom at the same time. Um, Valencia is in our comments. She said that uh, she was on the edge of her seat the entire vote and that she liked you. So 
one fan out there to go along with your uh, your British blokes out there <laughs> across the, the sea. Um, so, Jen, what was it like for you coming back into the game? I know we had quite kind of an interesting casting journey. You flew all the way over to play. What was it like, I guess, stepping back out there? Um, I mean, it was definitely a different experience. It had been so many years since the first season I mean, even from season four, Heroes versus Villains, it had been years. And um, I had changed a lot, just like actually watching Survivor, knowing what it is, being like excited to come in and be like, okay, I'm playing this game, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Not even playing, I'm working this game. That's what I wanted to do. Um, (laughs) And then also coming in with a whole different group of people, I knew that was going to be a benefit to my gameplay not being with people that I had known for so many years and that there was a lot of strong relationships already to kind of come in and be a new character, be a new player. Cause I felt like beforehand I had to kind of be in this box because people knew me as this person. So I wanted to play as that person or I felt I had to play as that person, but that's not really the player I am. That's not really who I am. I don't know why I felt that pressure. There really wasn't any, but I came back, I think with a newfound confidence uh, to play. So, And I do want to note, um, you came in with at least some girl power. We finally had an even amount of girls this season, instead of playing with like Alyssa, probably again, Uh, (laughs) you had quite the array of people to play with. And uh, I think that's a really interesting point that uh, you make that this is a brand new group of people. And this is probably the biggest group that doesn't know each other going into the game, which is very specific to our live games, you know, in general. Um, Typically there is a handful of connections going in. What was it like initially, uh, you know, navigating that and talking to people that you've never talked before, because we saw you get a lot of conversations going despite winning constantly. So what was it like for you, you know, getting the ball rolling, so to speak? Uh, So I guess the thing initially coming in that I was nervous about that first episode coming onto the mat, entering that, uh, that season one classic challenge of the water bottle on the ping pong paddle. um, I kind of felt right away. Okay. Either I'm going to go out right away as a returning player, or I have to ingratiate myself really strongly into this group and be like, okay, this is a new game, new player. I figured maybe they hadn't watched it before too and didn't really know that, oh, I wasn't a strong player. So kind of trying to come in under the radar, but I think I just wanted to come in right off the bat and build team camaraderie. So starting conversations is doing that because camaraderie either through winning or losing, it tightens those bonds and tightens alliances. And I knew I wanted to do that right out the gate. Like, Oh, I can trust Jen. She's nice. I know about where she lives, where she works, like her high school experience, her college experience of stuff about her family, although not about Bridget. Um, Like those little conversations go so far in the real game. And so that was, I guess, my mindset in wanting to start those conversations, wanting to start dialogue, even though we were winning was okay, these are going to benefit me, these small conversations online. So those were calculated, yeah. actually, a little bit. It wasn't just, you know, shooting the crap. Uh, it was actually, like, some strategy to try to get to know people because then they feel, you know, they have a relationship with you. 
I felt that that was very evident in every conversation that you have, whether it was on the cutting room floor or not. Um, I felt every conversation you had was very intentional. You, you know, would talk about like, oh, like, how's it like back at home? And then, but like, who do you want to go for in case like, you know, this happens? And they would just like go with it. And I think you got the ball rolling on your tribe initially. And you kind of brought up something about, you know, they didn't know that you had Bridget in the game. <laughs> very, very uh, interesting way to start the game. You were already cast before Bridget even got the call to play. Um, what was it like finding out that you were not only going to be returning, but you were also going to be returning with your sister in the game? Oh my gosh. I was just so, so excited because she is a huge Survivor fan. So, I mean, it was so last minute. She came in, I think, the week of yep. us filming. So it was very, very last minute. I um, I think you said in another podcast, maybe it was last week or two weeks ago, but um, I don't, I wasn't living near my sister. And so I actually don't even get to see her that much. So I was so excited to play with her for us to have this experience together. And something also that I did years ago that she's going to have, you know, kind of know a little bit more about this and meet my friends a little bit more too. So like personally, it was really fun that she was going to be able to come in and do this, but also that she was going to be able to play a game that we actually both really like watching. And we have a family group chat about with our cousins. And so yeah. shout out to my aunt Susie. My cousins. <laughs> um, was, they, was, they follow Survivor religiously and they've also been following Survivor Grand Rapids. It was so fun watching you two like play together or the limited amount of time you had to play together, but still like the storylines ongoing at the same time. And honestly, I'll, get, I'll give a shout out to Dom in this regard. Here's some like, behind the scenes uh, crew drama. I remember me and like one other person was a big like- Charlie. <laughs> okay, it was me and Charlie were like, I don't know, Jen having her sister, like that seems like a unfair advantage for them. Like, I think that it's gonna like just blow up the game, all this stuff. Like I was so concerned about it. And like, I don't wanna say it worked out great because of course we don't want you to be here, but like, <laughs> I think the level of drama that like came out of it and like the ongoing storyline between the two tribes as a result was like so great. And I'm glad you got to experience it all with your sister. Cause it is a special memory. Mm -hmm. I like going off of that. Yeah. I, I kind of went, I was like, Hey, we need a girl Bridget's down to play. Like we're doing this, whether we like it or not. And we got some pushback specifically because we do have such a strong history of, uh, sibling pairs running you know survive our survivor games like charlie and henry like understandable <laughs> i know charlie was just like really against it um but uh i think the biggest thing that made the difference with that um the biggest pushback i feel like was that you guys would not be known to the cast the cast did not know that you were playing and mm -hmm. they wanted me to expose that and i was like no we're gonna watch this play out because there was something really really like interesting on how that you guys were approaching the game because you didn't want to necessarily play with that target and she also didn't want to play with that target and so i feel like that both set you guys up to have a very individual game and the swaps worked out to a point where like you guys didn't even interact until the merge yeah. so when the merge happened both you guys had very different sets of alliances and both of them like kind of wanted each other out and so your threat level was here. Hers was down there. And it was such an interesting dynamic. And watching you both balance that out was really fun to watch. So 
kudos to you guys for making it through the game, at least until that point. I, I And the fact that you were sent home not even because of your sister twist was, you know, go to show <laughs> that how good your sister twist was being played yeah. out for you guys. Um, not to spoil any of like Bridget's future game in the current edition, but like say, say you stayed in the game together. Like how do you see that relationship progressing? Like if you guys continue to make it vote after vote, would you stick together till final three or would you have eventually, you know, butted heads a little bit? I think, um, <laughs> contrary maybe to what Bridget said in some of the episodes I really do think we would have played together we're very very close and I think if there ever had to come a time where we had to sever ties we would have had a conversation about that and I think almost it would have been like a sacrificial lamb sort of thing if we saw there was no other way out of it I think the other person like I know I would have I thought I saw a way out of this last vote but if there really was no way I definitely would have said to her like hey, it's safer for you, like, if you write my name down. You know, I think we both know, like, when the jig is up and to keep the other person going longer, you know, and not put a target on their back, maybe not going with the majority vote or something. I think we would have done that. So we're, we're quite cordial. So I was, It was going to be the big reveal at the final tribal that you say, that's my sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want to note um, that I... I, I that's kind of my fault in the editing studio. I made it maybe let on a little bit more that uh, Bridget wanted to get you guys out. But I think what it came down to, I think you said final five and she said final six that you guys would go for each other. So um, you guys might have been on the same page a little bit. Uh, but I do want to kind of go into before we have a ton of game to talk about because you were one of the season's biggest narrators and biggest contributors to a lot of the strategy, whether you were, you know, playing the good strategy or not, you, you, went out guns blazing and uh, we're connected with so many people and influenced so many different votes. Um, but I do kind of want to compare how was, I guess the first day challenges talking to people compared to survivor Dearborn, what has changed for you and what were you kind of like, what was your mindset entering it? Because we got to see that you put forth a lot of, you know, talk into the water bottle on the ping pong paddle challenge but like we had the tire challenge, a lot more aggressive, a lot more puzzles, all this stuff. What was it like for you to kind of navigate that? Yeah, I think, I mean, in terms of the challenges um, on the first day, Survivor Dearborn versus Survivor Grand Rapids, personally, like walking into the challenges, I felt so much more confident. And I guess that like, you know, I kind of thought, oh, there's not much of a benefit of coming back into the game. Like, and I didn't even really play that much, you know, in the past survivors, you know, past seasons. So like, I don't really have that much of an edge coming in. And now looking back on it, I'm like, okay, that first challenge, I knew exactly what to do. So yeah, there is a benefit. And I think just even that first challenge gave me so much confidence. And in the past seasons, I was just afraid to look stupid. I was afraid to do it wrong. I mean, you have so many people watching you, you do have cameras and it can be a little bit intense and like, you don't want to look like an idiot. Like everyone, you know, is like going to see it. So I think it kind of just gave me that confidence going into challenges. Like, okay, just put your best out there because no one's really going to care what you look like. They just want to see you win. Um, and if you do it wrong, other people have probably will have done it wrong in the past and will continue to do it wrong in the future. So like, who really cares? So I think it gave me a lot of confidence going into challenges like the tire challenge where I'm five foot two. 
and I'm playing with girl, against girls like Sydney and Bridget. And I was just like, okay, to heck with this. I'm going to be wrapping my leg around this tire and trying as best I can, even if Sydney has like six or seven inches on me. <laughs> so I think it just gave me some confidence um, and made me play a much better game in the challenge where, where actually I represented well, which surprising because again, I'm five two. Yeah, I, I noticed that as well. I remember kind of just making a mental note like, oh, Jen's like contributing and not like in a, not like in a like a mean way, like, oh, like she's finally doing something. Like, I just noticed like from Dearborn, it was like, who's sitting out? Oh, Jen and Alyssa or something like Jen and, you know, Robbie, like you actively like were involved in the strategy making of the challenges. And a lot of that was really fun to watch because it gave us a lot more content. And I think got a lot more people thinking about not just the challenges, but the game. And we can kind of transition into those social connections and having those strategic conversations, especially the ones that came to fruition in the merge, you were aligned with so many people starting that girls Alliance that, you know, didn't really go anywhere. Uh, but you were also tight with Mark, you were tight with Brendan and you were tight with Ryan, a lot of big players that, um, you know, are st still kind of kicking or have made their mark at least this season. Uh, mm -hmm. What was it like and who, where would you kind of rank in the pre-merge your alliances that you made? Yeah, I, um, pre-merge, I kind of, when other people were putting down the all-girl alliance, I honestly, I don't think that's bad survivor strategy ne necessarily. I mean, like, look at Kim's season, like, in the real survivor, like, those girls were running it. I mean, like, girl groups can go really far and really well if they're willing to, like, stick together and put aside maybe uh, some female nuances. Um, I think girls can really run the game super well. And we had smart, strong girls on my tribe that could run it. And I mean, Juliana, there was Hannah, um, uh, Zoe. I mean, I got along with Zoe super well. Um, even Taylor, like she had that social, uh, Taylor S, she had that social, you know, kind of edge to her. Um, and so I was like, we can play this super well and obviously it didn't come to fruition people didn't really want that because they saw it as too easy and i'm like but this actually has proven in the past to sometimes really work out and we have honestly i thought we had way more well-rounded girls on our tribe than guys guys it's kind of more okay you're physical or you're social i felt like we had girls that had, were much more well-rounded and that we could have really ran that but that didn't work. Um, and so I knew I had to have a backup. I really trusted Mark. Mark and I got on really, really well. And I wanted to continue working with him. Unfortunately, the swap wasn't in our favor. Um, but then Ryan, obviously, being my number one alliance, <laughs> I thought it was so covert. I guess it wasn't. Maybe I was thinking people weren't watching as much as they were. Um, but Ryan and I talked so much off camera too. And I have kind of spoken with people, you know, who are watching and they're like, why are you aligned with Ryan? Like, why are you guys in this alliance together? Like, I don't really get it. Like, he's so sneaky. He's so, so sneaky. And I was like, we talked so much. What I was talking about with those, those real, uh, conversations that you have at the beginning with people where you talk about real life and stuff like that. We talked so much. I thought we were really, really good. So, and honestly, I think we were still, like, I think 
the last episode, things got funky, but not between us necessarily. It's just the way things shook out. But yeah, sorry. I don't know if that answered the question. No, I think that does. And I, I, I don't think that it helps that um, when you do have conversations with Ryan, you're probably taking one of the tallest people in the game, pairing them with one of the shortest people in the game. So either way, it just looks like Ryan's either talking to himself or talking <laughs> to somebody. So I think those conversations maybe have um, maybe had presented themselves a little bit to, you know, other people, just because a lot of people weren't having conversations. So just a one-off conversation with Ryan, maybe have just been the biggest spotlight that you needed. Because personally, I left everything between you and Ryan that I had on the table. Like every conversation that you kind of had, I put out there because I really wanted to show that you guys did have that bond because I truly believe from Ryan's point of view that he felt the same exact way you know, going into the merge that you did throughout the whole pre-merge. Um, I do kind of want to loop back, Matt, as somebody who played, uh, you know, on Survivor Dearborn, notorious for having a bunch of guys. We This is the first time we've seen like kind of the girls have this opportunity to group together. Typically we see, you know, the tall people group up and, you know, maybe throw in Alyssa or maybe throw in like uh, Haley or somebody uh, joining in. Um but what would it be like kind of watching that form from your perspective, from a player's perspective? Oh, if I was one of the guys and I saw, well, first of all, if I was playing Survivor and I saw more than two girls on my tribe, <laughs> I would have been intimidated, uh, <laughs> let alone like five like strong girls that actually knew how to play. So like, I don't blame at all like the guy's strategy for wanting to like break up any girls alliance. Like, I think you're hundred percent right, Jen, like that could have ran the entire game. Um, but what I will say, and I think every survivor season needs a good villain. I think every podcast as well might need a good villain. So I'm going to call you into question, Jen, because I feel <laughs> like Dom, you portrayed at least on camera. I think the reason the girls broke up was because you were talking with the boys more than the girls. And it looked like they got confused about like, is there really a girls alliance? Like Jen's talking to Ryan, talking to Mark, like what's exactly going on here? So like, is that on purpose? Like, did you not, I know you said like you would have ran the game, but like, were you actually a hundred percent in at that point? Or were you really just trying to talk to everyone? No, at the beginning, I definitely, and like, I totally see what you mean. Yeah. And of course, obviously, I was trying to still be in communication with everybody because at that point we had kept winning. So you don't know actually where people's heads are going to be in a vote and if people actually want to stick with this. Um, and it was so, so early. But I definitely wanted to do an all girls thing. And then I heard whispers about people being like, that's just so easy. I don't know if I want to do that. Blah, blah. So it was more behind the scenes stuff, hearing doubts about that. If I heard any doubts about that, I wasn't going to do it then because it's like you with an all girl alliance in like the real survivor, you have to be committed to the bit because if there is any crack or like chink in that armor, it's going to fall apart. And so I heard some doubts, obviously Taylor Ross behind the scenes had doubts. I think maybe some other people, I don't know if it got actually into the, the episode, but it just wasn't so solidified, even though I wanted it to be. So I was like, I got to have backup plans then because I will go with this. But I if that. people aren't, it's not going to work. I mean, like five people pre-merge, like that's a big group to carry through to the very end. So I understand that. I, understand. I true from my point of view to kind of just 
back up. I don't know whose narrative we're going with, but from what I saw, it was the girls' alliance, which was pretty strong, except Taylor was feeding information to like Ryan and Mark. And so they were then going out and being like, yeah, I heard there's a girl thing, which made all the girls like kind of nervous, like either who's, you know, and like we said, these are smart girls. And so like hearing that there is like doubt within that, whether they're actually being doubt, I think the like you, uh, Hannah and Juliana and Zoe were very tight for and Taylor was just the one that was, you know, the first to play both sides. I think that was kind of just the domino effect that, you know, it just didn't work out, but I do believe that it, you know, you guys were powerful and that and could have gone further if you were to work together. And even if Hannah's back wasn't even an issue, um, I think that you guys would have been certainly in a better position and better aligned um, had you had taken out somebody different than her. Um, but moving on into our swap, we swapped and you weren't able to be with Bridget, but you were able to be with Ryan and you got to meet uh, Liam Claire and Taylor D um, in a five to three majority. And then you went and voted out Taylor S. How was navigating the whole swap for you? Because it, it's it's very weird that you guys swapped with a majority, yet it was a unanimous vote to vote out an Ionia member. Um, mm -hmm. What was that? Can you fill us in on your thought process throughout that swap? Yeah, so I... The swap happened. I was pretty pleased with it. Obviously, I would have loved to have either Bridget, Zoe, or Mark with me. I mean, one or two of those also would have just been like icing on the cake. Um, but uh, I think I think going into the swap, I didn't want to seem domineering. I didn't want to seem like I was trying to make decisions or calls, just trying to be very amenable to everything anything anyone wanted anyone wanted to do and so when we lost and taylor s's name came up it was okay what is going to keep this tribe strong taylor s just happens to be a wee bit skinnier than myself <laughs> so i was like okay if this is how people are gonna see like physically us staying strong then i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to rock the boat to changing that up. We saw you kind of go for the butcher at, for a little bit until I feel like you had to call off the dogs because people started pointing their, you know, target to you because of Ryan. Um, I guess the question is, is like, do you, how was that relationship with Liam? Because we really saw that come to head in the merge. Yeah, I think Ryan and I, I mean, Liam and I actually had a good relationship. I think we got along well. It just happens to be that it's almost, I feel like we were fine. Other people pitted us against each other. Um, so it was, was going to be either him or me. And I'm very sad about that because I would have actually liked working with him. Um, as I think I said, like maybe... 25 times in the episodes he's so smart <laughs> so <laughs> i would have liked to play with them uh it just it just happened to be i think people saw both of us as threats and yeah it had to be one or the other i think that and matt you can maybe chime in on this as well something that we've been discussing both behind the scenes and on the podcast is the you know denial of alliances altogether and from my point of view, having an alliance of like threats like you, Liam, Ryan with an idol, like 
that would have been a very, very like dominant force. I feel like yet nobody wanted to have those conversations and everybody was piling it on to somebody else. Do you really believe that this season thus far has been, you know, voting blocks or did you kind of see like alliances forming behind the scenes and nobody just wanted to admit it and you were just a victim of that alliance? Um, honestly, I think it was voting blocks. Uh, Matt, I guess you can also speak to this too, but I really think it was voting blocks. I mean, even was it two episodes ago? like Tom and Ju- I mean, uh, Sydney and Juliana voting for Tom, like when Mark kind of said, Oh, I've gotten hit immunity. I don't, I think it's like, whichever way the wind blows, people are ready to go. And mm-hmm. alliances kind of don't mean anything. And, uh, but I don't know, Matt, you say that. You I, say I, that. I will say though, like, I think reviewing the like idea of alliances and voting blocks from the perspective of players like Jen, who are like, you know, strong players like that's the like at least me watching like one of the people i'm rooting for because they like play so hard but like if you think about more under the radar people like maybe spencer like esper right now like these people like are very much reigning in the benefits of these voting blocks so i don't know if it's exactly like a totally bad strategic move overall for some players to use these voting blocks like I think alliances benefit people like Jen, whereas voting blocks benefit more under the radar people. Like I'm just using Spencer and Esper as examples. I I can agree. Um, but I do also want to touch on something that has been ringing in my ears ever since we, like I, I started editing this season and we're really at a point where I'm kind of seeing a pattern. You know, we took off four years from survivor Dearborn to do survivor Grand Rapids and similarly survivor took off like two years between like season 40 and season 41 and jen i'm not sure if you're familiar with the seasons and what they've been coming out with or if you've been keeping up but it does truly feel like a new era almost that like the the strategy is so go 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 bonds don't seem as like solid did you feel that was the case coming from survivor dearborn where a lot of alliances were just like you know grade level based or like you know we did theater together or cross country together to like this, where, you know, I'll work with you this vote. Like, did you notice while playing that there might've been a shift from, you know, maybe one era to another? I hate to use that term because I really, really don't like this new era of survivor. Um, But I do feel like we should note that this is a big change from what we've seen in the, our first four seasons. I think that has to do a little bit with, Obviously, first four seasons, there were kind of predetermined relationships. Um, And like we said, it's a whole new batch of people who don't really know each other too well. Um, But I also think it has to do maybe a little bit with familiarity of the game. I don't know if that's accurate to say. I don't know if that's like the right answer, Um, but maybe like a little bit of that. because I think even the way I played last, um, you know, in the last two seasons, I was quite unfamiliar with the game. I don't think you need to be like a super fan to be in, but I would have gone with the voting blocks. That's what I was doing because you don't really know how to play, I think. So the voting block is like, okay, this is safe for me. This is good for me. I just need to keep myself safe right now. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of more a voting block person last time around but there were those predetermined relationships. So it kind of made 
the season not good for me because it was just a different dynamic. Whereas here, people were ready to go voting blocks. I was used to playing Survivor Dearborn way. So I brought that in. And that's maybe where I messed up a little bit. Gotcha. Um, so we drop your buffs. You officially make merge for the first time. Uh, again, r- the more that I rewatch it, the more I realize how I how much I pointed it out. I imagine it might have been a little irritating for you. But I was just so happy to finally see you um, make the merge and, you know, make all these big milestones that I kind of, you know, knew that you had it in you from, you know, season one and season four. I remember in season that makes one of us. I, I thought in season four, you, you had a good shot coming back in season one. I was like, mm, maybe, but season four, I, I felt it. And you, I felt like you got chopped early, but to see you kind of accomplish all of these like checkpoints along the way, along your survivor journey, um, I knew that you would be kind of coming in with a big target at that point. Uh, And there was a couple of people that you hadn't seen. We kind of talked about how, you know, you wanted to align with Liam, somebody else that you wanted to align with, but very much did not want to align with you uh, is Addison. Could you kind of talk about your dynamic with Addison that, uh, you know, throughout the game or I guess these last two episodes? Um. So I, I just rewatched the episode again before we jumped on this, just to give myself a little bit of a refresher. And uh, something I saw in this last episode is Addison is so willing to trust anyone. He's like, I know Ryan voted for me last vote, but like, I trust him. And it's like, Addison is ready to trust anyone except me. <laughs> so He's like, she's a liar. Can't, I know I 100% can't trust her. So I'm sorry, Addison, but like, what the hell? <laughs> It was an interesting, uh, interesting dynamic because I felt like out of everybody, Addison should have maybe aligned with you um, because it seemed like you were the only one that was giving him, you know, real information uh, and everybody else was just feeding him, you know, half truths and and whatever, you know, Taylor D was able to find out of people. Um, And so we kind of come into this vote and. Liam gets voted out at the last tribal council and we come into finally episode eight. We're going to be kind of diving into Um, he is so against voting your way, despite his alliance going for him to flush his idol. Uh, Mm -hmm. Did you notice that at all? Like while playing, was that your pitch? Um, Like why, why didn't you just like shake him and say your alliance is voting for you? Like, yeah, I I think I was trying to, I think something about Addison is he's a little skittish in the game. <laughs> he's a little bit paranoid. Where do you so get that impression? <laughs> yeah, I think you have to tread lightly a little bit. And I already knew he disliked me immensely. Um, so I was really trying to just like be like, okay, let's have a fresh start. Like, you know, clear slate and whatever. And I literally wrote a note down and I was like, if Addison went with me and voted Tom, he could have kept his idol. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a fact Like he could have kept his idol. And so I think I could have tried a little bit harder there, but I just didn't, even from the one-on-one conversation we had, I didn't feel like Addison was going to trust me. So yeah, I, I feel like that's fair. Um, however, we do get into one of my personal favorite twists that we do. Uh, it started in season four where we split everybody into two teams of six, leaving six people vulnerable 
In season four, we had one of our best tribal councils ever uh, happen. And then in this season, I feel like this has given it a run for its money. Um, we have two people with idols, you, Juliana, <laughs> and Sydney, and Tom. All six are very, very involved in the game, have so many connections. And you have the other tribe of six, which is basically just all the under the radar people. And you have everybody with big, you know, flashing signs pointing like, vote me on that team. What was it like kind of once you kind of turned, saw that you guys lose, like what was your immediate feeling? I like literally my heart dropped and because I just wasn't expecting that. I saw our team when, you know, that's what happened. And I was like, easy money. Let's do it. Which also, I mean, we had a huge lead. Addison choked. Sorry. Sorry, Addison. I have to throw you under the bus a little bit. That was really awful. Um, but anyways, uh, sorry. No, just joking. He wasn't. Um, but <laughs> but um, when I saw that we lost immediately, immediately, I was like, oh, shoot, we lost. And then it, I realized I was like, only four of us really are viable options. So and I know Sydney and Juliana are very well liked among other people. And I know three people voted for me last time. So I'm like in a really, really bad spot right now. So immediately we walked away, started talking to people, started chatting it up because I was like, I don't have time to waste right now. I need to get going because yeah. I knew, I knew it was going to be on me. I think I even mentioned the episode, like if I cannot make this happen, it will be me. Was there like a specific like person or like, couple people that you're like I need to whip these votes in my favor like who did you see as like the like people you you felt like you really needed to convince um so like the people that I thought I needed to convince and I could convince yeah, yeah. were Sydney Juliana um obviously I had Bridget thought I had Ryan um, and then I was like, maybe Brendan Esper. Uh, I don't even know if it was filmed. I don't know if this was something you saw, Dom, or like that really was even in the episode. But I took Brendan aside at one point. And supposedly we had been working together as far as I knew. <laughs> Behind the scenes, I, I guess not so that. much. <laughs> um, he's throwing my name out there. He's telling Tom my plans. <laughs> but but uh, so I took him aside and I was like, Hey, Brendan, I need you to pull through. And I, and I had been honest with Brendan the entire season. Yeah. He kept saying, you know, saying like, oh, I don't know, John. I don't know if I can trust her. I was like, that's why people don't think we're working together because we don't talk that much. But I was honest with him the whole way through. And I was like, I need you to pull through right now. And if you can't vote Tom for some reason, I was vote like, just don't vote me. <laughs> I was like, you can vote anyone. But you voted Sydney. And I was like... <laughs> I so that I did see that conversation and something with Brendan I he in his confessionals all he has really said was that like basically what he's what we've been saying is that he you know trust Jen but he's she's on the back burner she does a little sketchy stuff but then like he'll go and be like yeah we're good right and he'll be like yeah we're good and that's just been the cycle for confessionals with Brendan um <laughs> Spoiler alert for next episode, Brendan doesn't do a confessional. So I don't know what his head was at after this vote. Um, so so we'll, we'll figure out what's going on with Brendan because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just as lost as I feel you were because I truly believe that you 
and him were, you know, kind of working together. And even if he was, you know, supposed to wanted to burn his vote, didn't want to vote with you, didn't want to vote with Tom, vote for Ryan with the idol. Exactly. Exactly. And so I I thought it was going to be directed towards one of those. (laughs) I guess we should have clarified that. (laughs) It's pretty, it's pretty confusing and we'll get to the bottom of it eventually when we get him on here, whenever that happens. Um, But uh, yeah, you, it was interesting to watch because I felt there was two people almost that once they got back to camp, went to work. It was you and it was Ryan. Ryan was doing everything in his power to get the votes off of him so that he could keep his idol. And you were doing everything in your power to like skirt the votes. Meanwhile, for about 50, I have about 15 minutes of footage of five different conversations of just people standing around going, we should probably split the votes. Right. And then like (laughs) going from there, we see Spencer finally say enough. I'm organizing this and it's science positions and everything. Thank God. Like I'm so happy someone did. (laughs) Matt, seeing Spencer do that, what is that like? Because that's going to point a target at you regardless. But when you're in the position where nobody is making a move, Dom's on the timer counting you down, 10 minutes left, five minutes left, no one is doing anything. How would you play that, I guess? Yeah, that's like one of the hardest things, honestly. And like, it's so hard to walk that line between like, I know who we need to get out this round. And like, sometimes you just know, like, right, Jen, sometimes you just know you're like, this person needs to be gone this round. I don't know why. And I'm sure that's what you're feeling. And that's what Spencer is feeling. But you have to walk that line between that feeling and that like, is it too early to put myself out there and like make these moves? And Spencer did the make the move side and like, it kind of just fell apart. So like, I feel really bad for Spencer, but like, I don't know, Dom, it's, it's a great question. And that's like, I think that's the like hardest part of survivors. Like, when do you make that move? When do you rally those votes? When do you put your neck on the line? And I guess we'll see if it works out for Spencer, but like, I think I might've just like, well, yeah, I think I would have probably, if it was me, like curled back into a ball. If I, if I knew I was safe. Matt would have voted for Sydney confirmed. <laughs> I, I think I do actually respect Spencer. I think that was like good, you know, focus on like getting at least one idol out. But I think he also like I was fighting really hard and I went up to Sydney kind of near the end and being like, if you get one vote and all the rest is for them and they play their idols, you're going home. And like, are you willing to take that risk? That was like my plight to people. I wasn't willing to take that risk. So I kind of pulled those votes away from Spencer where I feel like people would have been willing to do that, but I wasn't going to go home with two votes on me. It, I just it, like wasn't ready to do that. Like so, looking back on it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. So, and then if Brendan wouldn't have told Tom that I was trying to get the votes on him, it might've worked. Well, Tom knew it. Tom knew it. That's my <laughs> Brendan confirmed. The, the, that's my favorite Tomism is just like whenever you say a plan that's like happening, be like, oh, I know, I know, and then like <laughs> that works accordingly. But Tom also went to work, and I have to give him kudos because for Jen, for you to do it and recognize it, that is a you know hands down veteran move that I don't feel a lot of Survivor Dearborn veterans would even like recognize. You know, we saw Ryan in the ep- in episode two you know, find out that his name might be out there because of his injury and just kind of like still 
just kind of roll over. Not that he did, but I, I felt like he kind of went out. You at least went down fighting and swinging, and that's all that I can ask for, not just in a player, but as a returning player. So I appreciate yeah. that. And then also Tom, you know, coming out and and combating that and getting managing to somehow get the votes to get you out um, is is kind of impressive on his end. For for as hard as it would have been to see either you or Tom or Ryan go, I felt like I couldn't have asked for a better episode and better contestants to be receiving votes because everybody that was whose neck was on the line was giving it their all to like stay. And that's all I want to see in a contestant. So I appreciate the gameplay that you tried to, you know, give out this episode. And when, yeah, Matt, go ahead. I just can't believe Tom voted out his romantic partner during the game. (laughs) I was really trying to, Start something with Tom. Tom, if you're watching. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I was trying to spice up the episode a little bit. No one was having it because everyone's boring. <laughs> well, uh, it was a bummer that Tom also just wasn't having it. We could have definitely used some romantic. Uh... And then, like, who knows? Maybe Tom and I would have joined forces and, like, gotten someone else out. Who's yeah. to say? But he I... wasn't open to my romantic uh you know, advancements. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be awkward to watch in, in Dearborn versus Grand Rapids, whenever we end up doing that, um, how you and your exes of Sean and Tom are going to, you know, handle playing on the same team together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so we, we come down to one of the most nail biting tribal councils. Addison plays his idol. Ryan holds on to it. Jen, what is going through your mind when Ryan, you know, glares at me in the eyes and, you know, tells me, pupils blaring like i am not playing my idol he didn't have to say anything i just like kind of turned and was like all right well (laughs) read the votes i i was happy ryan didn't play his idol and actually there was a moment um during that tribal council that like will be in my mind forever i look over at ryan as everyone's going to catch their votes and we look at each other he looks me dead in the eye and he just goes and i was like sweet we're locked in. Great. I was like, awesome. Um, but no, I mean, I, I was happy he didn't play his idol. Like that was an ally of mine. And I was like, hold on to it for as long as you can. Good for you. Like who knows how this might benefit us in the future? Because I mean, like, obviously I would never ask someone for that, their idol, even if I was in trouble, I just don't like that survivor etiquette. Um, but you never know, like them keeping themselves in the game with an idol can always be good for you. So so for future note, Mark, if Jen ever finds an idol, she's not giving it to you. <laughs> um, Matt, Drew is finally in the chat and he's asking wow, what, welcome, your, Drew. what your thoughts specifically are for Addison playing his idol as a veteran who, uh, you know, has played his fair share of idols, has seen his fair share of idol plays. How epic was Addison's idol play? <laughs> I know what Drew wants me to say. I know Drew wants me to roast Addison to the nines, just say it was a complete waste of an idol play that he was being way too paranoid. But like, I'm telling you, when you're in the zone, like it's so hard to like separate like what's real and what's fiction. And I think Drew nailed it last podcast episode when he was talking about like playing a person or like my self-centered game versus other centered game. Like at least every time I play, I'm always thinking it from like my perspective. And I'm always like, oh, it could be me. It could be me instead of just like taking things in totality. And like, I think honestly, Addison, like I don't blame him for playing it. 
you're one of two people with idols, like your name's getting thrown around, like you 100% have a reason to. I give Ryan mad props for not playing it, but if I was Ryan, I would have played it too. Like I would have done the same thing. Yeah, and I know one person also is very happy that Addison's idol is gone. Valencia has been in our co comments for the last couple episodes. <laughs> she has had enough of Addison <laughs> saying that he should play his idol or not. Um, I am also glad that Addison is off, like done with his idol. And I'm sure once the next episode airs, um, you'll get to see a different Addison. You kind of do visibly see a weight lifted off of his shoulders and you kind of get to see maybe the Addison that you saw for five minutes in season in the first episode. So uh, we'll see how that ends up playing out. Uh, it did result in Jen getting her torch snuffed. Jen, at any point, did you think that it would be a 4-3 vote with you and Tom? Like, once you started seeing your name read out and Tom's name read out consistently and Ryan and Addison capped off their votes, um, what was your thought process? Did you think it was you or did you, you know, what was what was going on in your head? I, I definitely kind of, I mean, when it was kind of, okay, yeah, I kind of, I think I kind of knew. I just was like, okay this is it. Be okay with this. Wow. Although I did shed some tears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good thing that didn't make it into the cup. But, uh, well, we still got Ponderosa to add it. <laughs> it was an emotional wreck. Um, but no, I, I, I think I did know it was me and I was like, okay, great. And immediately though, I started going through my head, like who was it? Who didn't vote? Like, cause mm -hmm. I, the people that I talked to, um, I thought like, okay, if I have those people for sure, it's going to happen. Also, I do have mad props to Juliana in this episode though, because she, we had that conversation about being honest with each other. And right before we were lined up to go into tribal, she looked at me and she was just like, I don't think you have what you need. And that was like, I thought, you know, that was coming from her. Like that was her saying she wasn't going to do that vote. And I was like, but I do have what I need if you vote with me. Um, <laughs> so that was like a really tough pill to swallow. But when she said that to me, I kind of went in with this, like, you know, mm -hmm. something on my shoulder that, okay, I think it might be me. Dang. Well, Juliana would have been a deciding vote. Her vote was wasted on trying to flush Ryan or Addison's idol. Um, can, can I ask you one question, Jen? If you were to like, just summarize like one reason why you went home and it can be extrinsic like it can be not your fault it could be the players whatever or it could be your fault way you played the game like if you could attribute one reason to why you got sent home and didn't end up in the final three like what would it be can i do two actually yeah I'll allow one it. extrinsic one intrinsic um so i think uh i came in a little bit too hot with my talking, even though I think that is like a benefit to this game. I think people thought I was so sneaky. I don't know if I was really playing that sneaky of a game. I think I was pretty honest, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me thinking that. But everyone thought I was very sneaky and very behind the scenes and very conniving, um, where I was quite honest with people. Actually, like if you look at the footage, like I'm telling the truth most of the time. Um, so I think I... I came in too strong though, where people weren't willing to play like that. So I think that was a fault of mine. I should have taken a step back. And then kind of the extrinsic reason is uh, 
yeah, that sucked that six people weren't up for a vote. And I think, honestly, if I could have made it through one more vote without that split, I could have taken some of the heat off of myself, placed it somewhere else. And then when we got to like six people having immunity, six people being up for grabs, I could have played that maybe a little bit better. I think it was just timing and having two guys that had idols. And yeah, I think it was that split was kind of the nail on the coffin. You think you think people would have gone for any of the other six at that time though? Like I feel like my perception is that you, Ryan, Addison, your targets are so hot at this point that it's like, well, it doesn't matter. Like we were going for one of them anyways. I think Bridget and I potentially could have played a game working both angles and like covertly and gotten that heat onto somebody else. Um I don't know who that person would have been, but I definitely would have been trying to not like get into an alliance more like what you were saying down with like, okay, maybe it could have been Ryan, Liam and me, like talk to Addison, talk to Sydney, Juliana, um, Bridget, Ryan, get us kind of on the same page maybe because, okay, the heat. So try to get those people together and put it somewhere else. So I kind of just would have, I think had a, different strategy if there could have been one more vote without that six six split makes sense i i think especially at this point in the game you very could have easily if we did have another individual round i think you could have very easily shifted the target onto somebody like kyle or somebody like you know poor claire but you know throwing a name that has been out there constantly i was trying to get rat king out for a while but (laughs) you know but one thing that you came in, I think your one error was misjudging the Rat King and what he was going to do. <laughs> so, I think I really should have been chatting it up with him a little more. Yeah. My, he, the Leech, the Rat King, he's, he's, got, he's got a lot of influence in this game, whether they like it or not. Um, yeah, he's, he's still alive and I'm here. So. He's still kicking. Uh, mm-hmm. Drew is in the comments. He said, Jen, sis, you were a snaker. <laughs> And he wants to give a shout out, Matt. You do ask oh. Greg, you're giving him a run for his money. It sounds like time to take um, over your job. <laughs> he did ask a couple questions in the comments, but I do want to, since we are running a little low on time and we still have our three uh, top three players of the week, I do want to ask um, a, like probably the top one, Jen, who was your ideal final three? Who were you even thinking about it at that point? Or were you planning on, you know, kind of just moving forward um, just kind of, going round by at a time one round at a time I definitely wasn't trying to go one round at a time but I wasn't thinking to final three yet I mean so much changes before then who who were the your tightest three in the game and who did you feel the most betrayed by Tightest three doesn't mean your final three though yes uh, well let's rephrase the question who were your tightest three you know going into that tribal council and who did you feel the most betrayed by at that tribal council because uh, when you did give your final speech, you kind of uh, knocked Claire, Julian, and Sydney a little bit. I'm, I'm not don't remember if I put that in the edit, but it'll definitely be in your Ponderosa. Um, but you give credit to Bridget and Ryan. You want them to be at the end. Um, what? Yeah. So I guess who were your tightest going into that tribal council, and who did you feel most betrayed by? Obviously, Bridget uh, is one of my tightest for obvious reasons. Most betrayed by. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I felt so close with Brian. Like I was shocked when I like then that's why I said that I 
didn't think I thought Claire when Juliana said to me I don't think you have what you need I thought okay Claire didn't vote with me Juliana didn't vote with me like Sydney didn't vote with me and I almost thought like those votes went towards me all of them so I was like okay this is so annoying then like really I thought we kind of had a good thing going and I like truly truly like flabbergasted that Ryan would write my name down and that one that one that one cut deep it did because I really thought like okay like obviously I say like oh I might have to end my relationship with Ryan sooner than I thought blah blah but I really did think I was like okay going with this guy gonna try to go with Bridget too like that's gonna be my ideal final three obviously myself winning it all but can I ask a quick question? Sorry, Dom. Um, so like, I'm so curious about like the, like feeling so tight with Ryan. Cause I feel like my biggest knock on his game so far is it seems like he doesn't have those social bonds besides like the fake, like hoorah with Liam. Like he's even said in the episode, like, I feel just like on my own, like is, are we like being like misled by Dom? Like, do you think he has more social connections than we realize? Or did you two just like form that tight of a connection? Like, do you, th yeah, <laughs> I don't think he has that many connections in the game. I really think maybe I was his only real connection, real connection, like at this point. Not um, like Ben Tom real, but <laughs> <laughs> don't get it twisted. Um, but no, I actually like, I felt like we had an understanding of each other where we had talked a lot the first day, got to like know each other as well as you can like in a day in playing a game um but i was like okay this is like i know i can trust this guy like for sure and even the second day i guess maybe this was a fault of mine we didn't talk as much as we did the first day but because we both said like we're good with each other we will like be together like voting the same way so like let's not even be seen talking to each other as much because we know we're gonna be fine Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe there was, maybe I was being played. Um. <laughs> I don't think so. And I think that, I think Ryan is a player that holds his cards very close to his chest, even with the crew. Ryan, you know, would, it, it would be like pulling teeth to get answers out of Ryan of who he was close with. Um, but the one name that he would consistently say that he was close with was you. Um, you know, he would back it up with saying like, oh, I got to kind of tone that down a little bit. And maybe I do play that up a little bit, but I do truly believe that that was um, his tightest bond. And with you, that was definitely the most productive conversations that I would see from an editing standpoint for you and Ryan. I think that you guys would plan, you know, your moves pretty accordingly. Um, I mean, even with the Hannah vote going all the way back to the to the uh, pre-merge when you were trying to go for Kyle and he was trying to go for, you know, Hannah, you guys were on the table and still, you know, have your conversation, break off into your guy, girl group, come back together and figure out a plan. I think that it was a very fruitful conversation or a fruitful relationship. And Ryan just found himself in a point of, uh, and we're going to see in the next episode, he kind of explains it. I think he found himself in a point of it's either me or Jen. And I truly believe he thought it was either me and Jen. I can bluff it and play and like keep my idol or I have to vote out my ally because I think if he even plays his idol, he's in trouble next round too. And, and I, I think, think that's, that's looked at it. we should have had a conversation more about that. I was relying too much on just like, take my word for it because I'm not going to lead you like 
down the wrong path where you're going to be on the wrong side of something. Like I'm really going to try to be like real here. And I don't think we, cause I was talking to so many other people really had the chance to parse that out. Yeah. And it was, it was so sad to see you go. I know I snuffed your torch and I said, uh, you came back for redemption and I thought that you got it. And I truly, truly believe that, um, that you did get it. And so I do appreciate you coming out. Uh, I, I'm not going to do my end of the sh- uh, podcast spiel yet, giving you all your praises because we still have to do our top three players because uh, we've just had so much to talk about. Jen, you had such an influence on the season, uh, but unfortunately you are not eligible to receive this. I would be giving you points because the way that you fought for this you know, game and it came down to just one vote. I think that was very admirable, but unfortunately you are capping out at whatever amount of points that you're at right now. You're still at the top of the leaderboard, but, um, but yes, uh, Jen, who is your number three for this week after episode nine, who was your number three? This is a, this is a hard pick. Um, I know this is maybe going to sound weird, but I'm really struggled because I think there was so much going on in this episode um because maybe he looks like he's not in a good position but actually I am gonna go with Ryan as my third pick um he held on to his idol which is super commendable he was on the majority for that vote even though it was for me um I don't think a ton of people like are big power players of this episode I don't know um but I think he definitely played well and like he's in a good maybe not perfect position, but a good position moving forward. Um, And I think people maybe like that. Okay, well, Jen's gone. So it is better for him, perhaps. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I, Ryan will appear on my list somewhere. Matt, what about you? Yeah, I agree with you, Jen. Like this was, this was a tough one because like, I feel like everyone kind of lost this round, like with so many votes being spread out, but especially the viewers. (laughs) <laughs> no the viewers won 100 <laughs> um if i were to go with one you know what i'll do someone near and dear to my heart i'll, I'll throw juliana a vote being someone that was in the losing tribe being able to escape any vote talk and i know sydney did too but um you know what if charlie was on he would give it to sydney so i'll give it hey, to sydney you know. got a vote juliana didn't that's true that's also true but i don't know how much i uh way into Esper's vote there. So, <laughs> um, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I thought you no, were. I, I also think that she did, she's, she did a good job coming off of the, um, like, or like rebounding from this, like big Ryan vote off, like organizing this whole plan and it blowing up with Ryan winning immunity. A lot of the times that can fall back on the person that's trying to organize it. So she was able to escape that. So I'll give her a point. Um, for my number three, I do want to give a list for my honorable mentions. I thought Claire had a pretty decent episode. I, I want to re I want to reward the people that took the risk this episode, because like Matt said, I don't think anybody came out looking clean. Um, I think Claire took a big risk going with you, Jen, that was in her best interest than to just fall in line. Like a lot of people, you know, were asked to do and what she was basically expected to do. I think that's an underrated move that if it paid off, she would be in a very good position. Um, so, but she just misses my list. I think, um, Juliana and Sydney, you know, held their ground for also being eligible for votes. They kind of kept a sound mind. Uh, and I, my number three pick is switch between Spencer and Kyle. Um, believe it or not, I think Kyle, he 
was in the mindset. Like he's having these conversations like, hey, we should split the vote. And like he's waiting for somebody to do it. And he gets the ball rolling with Spencer to do this. I, I don't know if you guys kind of see in the narrative or I don't know if it translates well. But him and Spencer are having this conversation as people congregate around them to, you know, do this. And Spencer and Kyle are kind of like the seed that gets planted for this. But unfortunately, I have for the Rat King, I have to go with his counterpart, Spencer, on this because Spencer, you know, had the balls to be able to do it. He had the balls to be able to put those two names out, assign where the votes are going to go and look Addison dead in the eye and say, we're splitting the votes. You better play your idol or you're going out. And mm-hmm. I think that's ballsy. That's what I like to see. And I don't know if it translates well because he is so, you know, lax and calm in his confessionals, but that is such a bold move. And I appreciate it so much. Um, so that's my number three is Spencer. I know Drew is in the comments and he says, can someone please tell Spencer to do more? Uh, Spencer's doing enough. I think yeah. he's doing great. Um, but uh, Matt, number two for you, who, who is it? Um. Honestly, I think I will go with Ryan for two. Um, same reasons as you, Jen. Like, yeah, he's he's set up in a pretty bad place right now. But, like, come on. The guy didn't play an idol when everyone was going after him. You got to give props to that. Like, I'm, I, even though he's not – if he was able to play it, set himself up well for next round, absolute number one. But I'll give him that knock just because he lost his closest ally and doesn't seem to have any more. Jen, number two for you. Um, so my number two is also going to be Spencer. I think he played a great game, honestly. I mean, I think we saw him kind of being like the leader of the like underdog group. That's what <laughs> sounds bad to say. Um, but like he does get the ball rolling. He is ready to make a move. And he has an advantage. And something that stood out to me so much in this episode, rewatching it, was him having the nerve to go up to Addison after Liam's vote out and like just so cool as a cucumber. Be like, oh yeah, Jen. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like she took that personal. Like when you came for, yeah, lying, lying. And it's like, you started this, you did this. (laughs) And so I kind of loved that. I was like, Okay, I love seeing this. I don't think anyone thinks, oh, Spencer's sneaky or whatever. That's sneaky as hell. And I have to respect it. So, yeah. No, I, I agree. I completely forgot about that. He definitely, um, you know, stirs the pot when he needs to and sits back and just watches, you know, chaos unfold, I guess. Um, so that is another feather in Spencer's cap, I feel like. My number two is actually Tom. Uh, I know that Tom play. I, it's hard to say what Tom actually did because I think he kind of just a lot of it wasn't on camera, but just the fact that he was able to get, you know, rally off of Addison's vote for you somehow, I don't know, get Ryan to vote you as well and also have Sydney vote as well. I think Tom rallied the vote somehow. It doesn't really get described well on how he was able to do it. And maybe it gets, you know, brought to fruition later, but he has a good enough position with Brendan to vote for Sydney, to not vote for him. Um, And I I think he's well connected and just doesn't like show his cards very well. And I don't think it really like translates in his confessionals how much he actually does know because his social game really does come 
in these conversations that he has. Um, and I, I, I think it's bold that he was able to survive this by one vote. And it's, you know, he, he went down swinging. He was not afraid of going up against you. And I think that's the, it, with idols in play and everything. And I think that's really, really ballsy for him as well. So Tom's my number two. At number number three for you. You mean number one? Number one, I mean, yeah. Getting yeah. three points. Is well. um, so mine's going to be Spencer. And I think enough has been said about him, but I'll end it with just this. Spencer right now reminds me of someone near and dear to your heart, Dom. Reminds me of like season three, Anthony. He's the like, he's the whip of the Island of Misfit Toys, as I called Anthony's friend group back then. <laughs> he's the whip of all these people that are under the radar and he's able to like use them to his advantage. And he's like this shadow master, in my opinion, I know Drew might disagree, but he's the shadow master that's like playing with the underdogs, but is actually a bigger threat. And I mean, yeah. he won, he won drinking survivor. So like, I don't know why people don't ever mention that. <laughs> I I think that's a really good description. He's kind of like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like he mm -hmm. really, really plays into that role. And I think that goes to show how well he does that because Anthony also comes off as a very like calm, collected. And I think that's a very, very good description. I think Ant's going to love that this, um, comparison. I, I don't know if anyone has ever made this comparison with Spencer, but he gives me like undercover Tyson vibes. Like he's Tyson, but undercover. Juliana like, compared him to Tyson uh, <laughs> early on in the season. She said like he gives her Tyson vibes and wants to work with. Oh him. yeah, I remember that. He's very, I, I agree. I, I think those are very, very good com uh, comparisons. Uh, Jen, you're number one. So my number one might seem a little, I don't know, strange. Maybe not for Matt, but I'm gonna go with Juliana. I think she is positioned really well in the game. I mean, like she's one of six. I mean, really four people that could could have had. Her name brought up, votes directed at her, like literally not once. She is so well-liked by everyone, both like kind of underdog people and kind of more high-profile people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she like, I, I mean, I have to respect her game, looking me dead in the eye, being like, I don't think you have what you need. She's playing it straight up. She's playing honestly. She's having a great physical game. Um, I mean, even playing that challenge with her, like she's moving, she's grooving. And I think, I think she's in such a good spot with not having any idols, but just like playing super well with everyone. She, she plays nicely with the other children. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair uh, for me, Juliana. I feel really kind of missed a mark on this, this episode. I feel like she could have made something happen uh, yet played it relatively safe and just let it happen so i'm hoping that we're able to see her come out of her shell in the next couple episodes if she makes it that far um however my number one goes to ryan i have to give it where credit's due i recognize that you guys say that he's not in a great position um but i do say a tribal council we have one tribal left one challenge left until the end of day two and in my mindset all he has to either do is win that immunity challenge or play his idol and he can go to work overnight. And that's all like, I, I foresee him going from, from this boat out. I could foresee him going into the next round and unless he keeps his idol at tribal council um, again, and you guys somehow manage to uh, figure out how to split votes. Finally, <laughs> um, 
I think Ryan is going into day three. And I think that is one of the ballsiest com- like plays out of all three of my players. He looks me in the eye and I remember looking at him and he didn't even shake his head. No, I'm not playing it. Just glared at me. And he was like, <laughs> all right, I'll read the votes now. <laughs> and that's why I pulled out Ryan's name first. Cause I wanted to give it back to him and be like, how about this Ryan? <laughs> um, but that is such a bold play and it takes a lot to vote out your number one ally. Um, and for him to take that risk, knowing that he might very well be alone for the rest of the game, yet he still keeps his idol. I think that is really great, whether it plays out for him or not for this episode, he played the strongest move. I feel like out of the 11 people left in the game. So that Ryan's getting my number one. As always, we will be calculating all of this, and you can find out where the total tallies are on our Instagram, Survivor Grand Rapids, or on our Facebook, Survivor Grand Rapids. Um, it will be posted on our social media. Uh, any last questions for Jen, Matt, before we start the sign-off? My, my last one, I just want to know, I mean, it's such a unique opportunity to have a guest on it that's played so many games of Survivor Dearborn. Like, just generally how did it feel this time versus how did it feel in Dearborn oh my gosh it was like did you have more fun this time or more fun in Dearborn that's oh gosh that's really hard well obviously I played more this time around and I was more confident so I think it was more fun for me um to actually be in the thick of it um but it was like coming home to a warm fire and a cup of hot cocoa um (laughs) it was just you know a different place same game uh, so no I don't know it was it was really nice um, and I loved coming back and I definitely had the most fun this time around uh, just because of how I played so okay basically what I'm asking is who had better players Survivor Dearborn or Survivor Grand Rapids oh <laughs> oh that's hard is it I mean season oh. four heroes versus villains those are some good. Those are some good people. Sorry, right. dear, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I you heard it. Jen chooses her side for Survivor <laughs> Dearborn. Um, I do want to point out, uh, we can, as a group right now, decide if Drew's picks of Ryan, Sydney, and Rat King are eligible. Should we let him give these points to him because he wasn't here or – uh, what's what's the what's the consensus for us? I mean, we've been sitting here for an hour and fifteen minutes, and Drew hasn't. Like, do we let this count? Do we let Rat King get three points? It's up to Matt. Oh, yeah, I'll Matt, give it to Drew. Good. Drew complimented me earlier. I'll let him count. <laughs> All right. So it looks like Ryan, Sydney, and Rat King will also be receiving points. And again, you can find those updated on our social media. Jen, I don't know how to even begin how much I appreciate your time that you came out for Survivor Grand Rapids. I remember before we even like Survivor Grand Rapids was, you know, a thought in my brain. Like you messaged me and you were like, I am watching Survivor. I'm so pissed at myself. I want to be able to come back and play. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not doing that again. And then (laughs) I, you really kind of got the ball rolling of like how this would look. And like, what if I did come back again? And I remember I texted you. I was like, yeah, like we might be doing it. And you're like, can I play? And I was like, I was thinking all newbies. But what if we did get Jen to play? (laughs) 
So in more ways than one, you really did get the ball rolling for this season. I could not be more appreciative of that. Not just that. Um, I remember I told you that in your pregame interview that you were supposed to be like your character this season was supposed to bridge Survivor Dearborn and Survivor Grand Rapids. And I don't think that you could not have done that more perfectly. You came out playing. You were the, you know, epitome, epitome of like taking the time off and coming back and watching us grow up, not just, you know, outside of the show, but in in the game and develop as players and i thought that was such a cool storyline to be able to see we you know come from iphones and and crappy like point and shoot cameras from seasons one through four and now we're here with drones and everything and you were able to narrate and bring us into this new era so perfectly and i cannot be more appreciative um even just watching you play it it felt like we had a new batch of people but it still felt kind of like home. Like you kind of said, it felt like you were back at home and stuff. It felt home that we were getting back into the swing of things, you know, not just that we were seeing a brand new batch of people play, but, you know, we were seeing something happen that we did four years ago and somebody come back that, you know, it meant so much to them that they would fly out from Washington, D.C. And that was infectious. I feel not just on the cast to get the ball rolling and to get them playing, but on production as well. I, you know, everybody was so excited, you know, giving your confessionals and everything. Uh, and so I feel like I can just sing your praises so much. Jen, I think that you also played one of the most aggressive female games that we have ever seen uh, on Survivor Dearborn, giving, you know, big players like, you know, Cam a run for their money for just putting all your strategy out there on the line. I think that is such an accomplishment. Um, so again, I am so appreciative for you coming out to play and, uh, I'm hoping that you are able to save up for a ticket whenever we're able to get uh, Dearborn versus Grand Rapids going, because I know you're going to have a lot of decisions to make on who you're going to play with and how you're going to play. So start thinking hard because, um, I'm certainly going to want you back on our screens for round number four, fourth time to charm. So, uh. Jen, any last words for us? Like this is your uh, this is your sign off until until next time. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for all those kind words. I definitely don't deserve them. Um, but again, Dom, thank you so much just for having this brainchild idea so, in 2016 to do this. I mean, it's one of the weirdest things ever that I tell people about, but it is something that is so a part of my life that. Uh, I think Matt can also agree. It's just such a big part of our lives and like growing up and I'm so appreciative and I'm so happy that you decided to do this with a whole new batch of people that will be able to, that we're able to experience this and understand this and the amount of work you put in is great. Uh, so thank you so much. And if I ever come back, I will uh, be the sole survivor. Okay, write that down. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Um, Matt, thank you so much for joining us uh, in, in taking Juice Spot. I know you're going to be here anyway as more of a analyst, but again, asking fantastic questions. You also help bridge the gap between Dearborn and Grand Rapids, so it's always great to hear another perspective from both um, you know, seasons and eras or whatever. Um, Jen, thank you again for coming out. I know it's getting past your bedtime over in the UK. Uh, 
Hope the lads are coming back for round two already. <laughs> the lads are <laughs> reopened. Oh, actually, I think they're I think they're leaving the club across the street now. Okay. So. <laughs> well, uh, we'll let you sign off and and go join them. But for now, everybody else, I want to apologize. We were not able to get a new uh, episode out this week. We were celebrating um, Survivor Dearborn three-time veteran and production member Matt and his uh, fiance. Uh, current Survivor Grand Rapids Fresh Meat contestant Juliana on their bachelor party. Um, and I fell behind on editing yet again. Uh, <laughs> but we will have a new episode out next Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, we will be available on uh, YouTube. So keep following us on social media to be able to get all the updates on what we're able to do. Again, we're going to have more content out. Um, but until then, thank you all for tuning in. And I hope you have a great night. Enjoy your Thursday and happy almost Friday. It's almost the weekend. Maybe it's the weekend for Jen already. Um, but all right, guys. Bye. Have a good night. Good night. <laughs>